Just in case our name Clit Talk wasn't a disclaimer enough, we wanted to let you know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So if you have any little ones in the room, now is the time to maybe put some earmuffs on or escort them out. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. Welcome to Clit Talk, the pleasure-positive podcast where badass women discuss everything from orgasms to gender harmony to the health benefits of masturbation, the sex ed you wish you got, and then some. Body shame. I don't know one woman or man for that matter who has never experienced this at one point or another in their life. I dare say most people, including myself, deal with these limiting behaviors on the daily. It's that little voice that says, shit. I shouldn't have eaten that ice cream or turn off the lights before I take my clothes off. It's no secret that being ashamed of our body, including our pussies, has a ripple effect of negative habits that can sometimes turn into violent circumstances. So today, us clits in the studio are coming together in sisterhood to shed another layer of shame around our bodies and have an incredible, powerful woman who's going to lead us through it. We welcome you, our loving clitorati, to join us in surrender. That's going to be the word of this episode is surrender. This wonderful woman is a well-known TED Talk speaker, a coach, a Reiki master, a Tantra teacher, a mother, a wife, a former body and food obsessor, and the leading body image expert at Journey Malibu and creator of Love Your Body, Love Yourself. Please welcome Marla Mervis Hartman. (laughs) All right. Oh my gosh. We are so excited to have you in the studio with all of us today. And I really wanted, we really wanted to talk to you about there's one thing that you talk about pairing body image to sexuality. In your experience, how do you see people using negative body image as a way to shut down their sexuality and intimacy? Right. So when we don't like our body, we can just completely shut that aspect of ourselves down, right? So if we're not, how can we show up sexually if we're not even in our bodies, not connected to our bodies, not loving our bodies. That whole, all of sexuality completely shuts down. And then also what I have seen is, is those who use negative body image as an excuse to actually connect deeper with their partners. So they may be having sex. They may be really like, you know, at the beginning of a relationship where you're just kind of really connected and you're feeling really sexy and you're feeling really alive and like, and then as you get deeper, deeper into the relationship, there's more intimacy, there's more layers, there's more vulnerability that sh- that happens. So that's when I've seen so many women shutting down and being like, oh, don't touch me. I feel really uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable in my body. But really, it's not about their body. It's actually about their fear of being emotionally vulnerable, emotionally naked. I can say I'm Crystal. Nice to Hi, meet Crystal. you. So I can say that as somebody who 
I've questioned if weight I've put on from having an accident and having and then being inactive and medicine, variety of reasons you put weight on. I haven't been in a serious relationship for quite a few years, and I've definitely attributed it to that in some regard. And do you deal with that much? Do you see that a lot? Oh people? yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, just to ask you a question around that, I mean, is there a level of you not wanting to show up and be seen because of the weight? There are times, yeah. And I've had a lover off and on for quite a few years Mm -hmm. that I feel pretty comfortable around him, but there are times I can tell a difference. Like there's times he'll be in town and I won't sleep with him because I'm like, "Mm, no, I don't feel comfortable and I'll blame it on something else. But it's, I know what I'm really thinking. Exactly. So, That's and there's exactly insecurities around it. And about. I'm a confident woman. So to have that be the case bothers me. Well, there's, you know, there's confidence in our life and then there's confidence with our bodies and then there's confidence with our body and sexuality, right? So often women can like, if they're uncomfortable with their bodies, they can just go into a lot of sex in order to get attention right? Because they will get it, right? If they just want to like be overly sexual to be like, I'm worthy, I'm worthy. And then the opposite can happen, right? Where we're really hiding. And, you know, it's interesting too, because you're just probably not feeling like yourself. So (laughs) you're just feeling like out of alignment with who you actually think you are. And it's getting in touch with that vulnerability and that part of you that's like, well, this is me right now. And can I allow myself to feel beautiful? Can I allow myself to feel sexual? Can I allow myself to feel sensual in the body that I am and not wait? We don't want to wait to enjoy pleasure in our lives and and our pussies because we're supposed to look a certain way. Like, it's pretty crazy. Well, and the supposed to look a certain way is not just external, but internal. Like you have a vision of yourself and you expect it to be a certain way. It's not just the societal expectation. I think that's almost the hardest one. Yes, it is. When the external society matches the internal. And I would just want to question and say, okay, but can we let go of all that? And when we're in the bedroom, can we say in this moment, I allow myself to have pleasure? Like, it, does pleasure, are we only worthy of pleasure if we have the right size body? You know, what's interesting too is, is I have found throughout my life, I've been anywhere from a size two to a size 10. And I've always been attracted to the same size man, a man who's fit. They've, they've never had a problem with my body. They're happy to just have a naked woman in front of them. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm all in my head about it. And they're like, yeah, let's do this. So it's so, it's like we drive ourselves crazy. And even knowing that I still have insecurities, but I've noticed like no matter what size I've been, the men typically don't have a problem or whoever, or or the girl or whoever your partner is. And I notice myself because I'm attracted to both men and women. When I'm attracted to other women, I'm not thinking about her flaws. So even when I'm looking at other women's bodies, I'm like, oh, she's curvy and she's rocking it and it looks awesome. But I wouldn't, I would like feel so bad about my, like for some reason there's this disconnect. It's like, I know it's beautiful on others, but when it comes to me, 
there's this thing, this like elusive image that I'm trying to like be. Yeah, I um, can totally relate to that. When I was dating my husband, uh, he's a really gorgeous man. Like he's like he has muscles and he's he's stunning. Like he's he's Adonis. just a body. Like oh my god! And when I was dating him, Good for you girl, I know. I really never thought I'd marry a man that looks like. Sometimes I'm walking around my house. And I'm like, I can't believe like I'm married to you. You're like so hot. It's so funny. They need people too. <laughs> they do. But what's interesting about it is like when I first started when I was first dating him I'm like well he's definitely wants us like I I need to be skinnier like Mm -hmm. he probably doesn't like my body and one of the pivotal moments in my life that shifted my relationship with my body was in this moment he and I were walking down the street and he puts his arm right here like on my ribs and he touches it and he goes oh that's so soft that wasn't there before. And I, I I literally feel like it was like the record screeching. First off, I'm like, he just told me that I gained weight. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> what? And then you like it? Like, I honestly did not know what to do that with that information. Like, I literally feel like, like in that moment, like my neuro pathways in my brain were like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> And then I realized he likes women with more flesh. And even just the other day, he's like, can you eat? I want more to grab. I want more flesh. And I, and I question all of us women, like needing, wanting these bodies that are so small that, you know, I mean, I'm heterosexual. So I think of it in like as, as men, but it's like, who are we being thin for? Right? Yeah. yeah. Did you guys have a conversation about that in that moment or this was a personal experience? Like, I mean, personal afterwards, thinking? I mean, because I couldn't even, I really, it took me a really long time to process that. Like, I did not know what to do with that information for like a really long time. I was like calling friends, processing it, journaling about it. Like, I, it was huge for me. It was a really big moment in me being like, oh, maybe I'm allowed to be the size that I am. I mean, do you do you have any, I guess, like theories on where this women need like us wanting to be so thin comes from in your experience? Well, I think women's bodies are beautiful. So I think it's I think it's come from a very innocent like projection of women's bodies and adoring them. But then it's just turned on itself. And society is just made us into objects and I I honestly don't know what I would have done if I grew up in this time where there's so much social media and there's so many images like just bombarded with all of these images about us needing to be a certain size yeah it's it's so interesting too and I'm not even sure at this point in time if it is exactly thin that is the ideal because if you look at Kim Kardashian who 
continues to claim that she doesn't do any body modification. <laughs> that sure. that ass of hers, God bless her, that is not natural what she's got going on there. And so it's just like bigger, 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 kind of like in the 80s when it was like the breasts were bigger, bigger, bigger until it was almost cartoonish. And now we have that happening with women's asses, which when you have a Latina or an African-American woman, it makes sense. <laughs> but it there's women who are actually doing surgeries to themselves, doing injections to themselves to create curves where curves didn't exist. And I, I've even, I'm, I'm part Asian myself and I really have always noticed Asian women, Asian women's bodies. And I've definitely seen women walking around who have clearly modified their ass so that they don't look how they were born. And so it's interesting to see that it's, 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 like thin in the right places. Right. So it's not even just thin. It's thin at little tiny waist. And then it's like the big boobs and a big butt and all that kind of stuff. And I just, for me, I'm a, a 34A a cup size. And and then I have this kind of juicy ass for you listeners out there who may her, not know her, this. Her titties are super perky. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, and it's interesting because I've had this hang up about my, my breasts since I was really, really young. And it's, it's been actually through, we say it's an internal thing, but it's actually been through men that I've healed that. And it's through, you know, a man was the first person who shamed me about my breasts. And the men since then are the ones who have healed me around that shaming. And I also have an Adonis that I live with. And I can't, I mean, it looks like an underwear ad is walking around my house. It's bananas. And, uh, and he's like, God, I love your breasts. I love your breasts. He was telling me earlier today. I was like, I love you forever. But anyway, it's like an inside and an outside job, you know? Yeah. Well, you manifested that reflection. It's like, it was time to heal that. And so you found this beautiful man to just reflect what is the truth, really. I really resonated with what you had to say about turning off your sexuality to avoid intimacy. I um, have really struggled with that my entire life, and I never knew it until I started doing this show. And, um, but I never used to like to have sex. And I just thought, like, some women just don't like to. But I was just totally not in touch with myself. And But when I really came down to it, I was not comfortable being vulnerable with my husband. And we had, you know, we'd been together for almost. So, um, but that was, like, a huge thing. It took, like, an injury and, like, all this stuff where I needed to be taken care of. And, like, I couldn't take care of myself. So, what advice do you have for couples or anyone who's who's dealing with that to help them like get over that curve or have that realization because it's such a deep rooted thing of trust I think and I was a competitive gymnast for 12 years growing up so I definitely have like body image issues but this was like different it was like I didn't want to be I didn't like to be touched and I didn't enjoy sex and um and I really didn't like being intimate in public at all. And um, so, and I never masturbated either. So I, no one ever talked to me about it. 
So, um, so I've definitely done like a 180 in this last year and it's made such a big difference, um, to the point where I'm pregnant now (laughs) and I have a whole another line of body image issues. (laughs) (laughs) We can do another episode about that. I I have lots to talk about, (laughs) lots to talk about. Yeah. But that, that idea of like you turn off your sexuality and like, I just thought that I didn't like sex, but really I just didn't, wasn't comfortable being vulnerable with the person that I like trust the most. And that was a really interesting thing for me to realize. Well, I think it's really brave and courageous of you. And I think that's the first, you know, the, the first thing that needs to be said is, is knowing that if you're shutting off your sexuality, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you, right? It just means there's an inquiry about it. And it doesn't, so it's not like, oh, I must not like sex. It's like, why, oh, why am I doing that? What is this actually about? So there's really the pause there. And then there's the opportunity to like feel, actually feel into the body and feel into what the, what you're feeling, like actually feeling like emotionally, like what is going on? Oh, I, w- I want to retreat. Oh, I want to pull back. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily, I mean, it's physical. It's a physical reaction, but that's, that's trauma. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we think of trauma, I don't mean that in a big sense, but it, it's really like going deeper and like what actually happened early on to even bring that like mistrust in someone. Yeah. Right. N- mistrust with someone that you love, mistrust with, you know, and mistrust with yourself. Yeah. Right. So I think it always starts with self. Mm-hmm. And so just getting curious. And I love that you've found yourself and your relationship through doing this work. I mean, that's what I would say. Yeah. Like, just dive into sexual- sexuality, dive into like the study of it, feel your body. And it has to be slow, though. Mm-hmm. It can't be like all of a sudden you're just going to break through it. It has to be like as a woman, like we need to like soften those layers. Right. Well, and I still struggle with it, like especially these last few weeks. I've been really busy and I'm working on like a really incredible passion project that I've been putting together. And the more I can put my focus on something else, the less like I want to be involved in my intimate relationship where like I it just totally turns off for me where I don't even have any urges. Um, so I'm actually dealing with that right now. Like I'm just realizing that as you're saying that, like, yeah, I'm still doing it. Um, when I, when I get really busy and, um, well, that's normal. You just have your creative juices are going into a project instead of your husband. Mm -hmm. And then your creative juices are all going to be into this baby when it starts, you know, getting. So how do you keep it fresh then? Like, do you have any tools to like keep it (laughs) alive? Like when, because I am going to have a baby and that is going to change our lives and it, it is going to be like totally different. I don't want to call it a distraction, but it is, you know, less time for us together. Um, so do you, yeah, yeah, I would, I would be curious to hear what, what are some of the tools that you use with your clients? Uh, like, like for someone like Katie or like, all yeah, I'm talking about, well, I think women need to understand that there is the process that happens when you're, when you have a baby, like the hormone, your hormones are now instead going towards, 
the man, they're going towards the baby. That's normal. What happens in, in this world of sexuality and this world of pressure on women to be everything. I'm supposed to be an amazing mom. I'm supposed to be able to breastfeed. I'm supposed to now be able to, you know, not be tired and still be able to have a sex with my husband. And have a career. And have a career. (laughs) Like, for the love of God, can you just, can we have a moment with our bodies to have it just focused on this baby? Where maybe it's just okay. If we're in a relationship for the long haul, which I believe you are, there are going to be moments where you're going to be, your creative juices are going to go towards a project. Your creative juices are going to go towards sex, right? Your creative juices are going to go towards your baby. And so I... I think first off is just acknowledging that and acknowledging that there's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's actually how it was made to be, right? And the men in some, you know, societies, they went away. They were gone for like months, you know, and then they would come back. And it's like, oh, okay, now I'm ready for you, right? Like yeah. the women are doing their thing. So I think the first thing is to not have pressure and not feel like, oh my gosh, here it is again. I'm doing that thing I, I've been doing before. Like, no, you're just, you're just living your life and you're always going to have opportunities to notice where you're not wanting to be vulnerable or intimate. Like we all do that. We're all, we all have those moments in our relationships and, you know, sexually, right? And it's just going to be something that you're going to need to like, just be aware of and maybe dive in a little bit deeper. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Clitorati. Can you never seem to find enough time for yourself? When you hear the words self-pleasure, are you like, what the fuck does that even mean? We have some exciting news for you. May is International Masturbation Month, and we've decided to do something about the putting everyone and everything before yourself epidemic plaguing our country. Join our entire cast and all your friends for our very first ever 12 Days of Masturbation Challenge where you will receive daily inspiration from our cast and some of our most fabulous past guests, plus tons of other surprise goodies. Sign up right now at clittalkshow.com and have a radical shift in your self-pleasure. You talk a lot about, and I'm even, as I'm, I know our listeners can't see you, but you're so embodied, which is a term I learned recently, (laughs) but you're really, you're really embodied and, um, and I'm really just present to how the work that you do really is, it's a healing for a lot of these women and the different, I, I'm going to use the word traumas that we've had that have caused our different, you know, belief systems about our bodies and everything. Are there any um, stories you can tell us or like specific things that maybe our listeners can take home something with them from this episode to to heal themselves a little bit? Any like specific techniques or anything? I would say... What you all are sharing here has been great because you're talking about pleasure. And what happens when we're hating on our bodies, when we're using food, when we've shut down our cues and our bodies, we're not listening to our hunger cues, we're not listening to stop exercising or exercise, right? Or just moving our bodies in this like, I got to go, I got to do. We've shut down our body. We're not listening. And we're literally following pain. Pain is like the vehicle, right? It's the willpower. It's the no pain, no gain in order to be in the body that we're going to be, that I want to be in. 
then, you know, I need to like keep doing it, right? And we completely disconnect from ourselves, from our body. And what I've had to learn, and I've always been really physical, and I've always been like a dancer and a mover, but I I wasn't listening to my body. So what I had to train myself was to listen and trust it. How do you do that? That's like, I'm struggling with that so (sighs) much right now. Like, because I realize when I have sex, I'm pretty much almost 100% in my head. And I'm not in my body. Like, we talk so much in the studio about, listen to your pussy. I never fucking ask my pussy anything. Like, really? Like, I'm so not in my body. And it's so frustrating. Breath. And a very, there's a tantric breath that I love to share. And I love to do when I get into that place with sex and I'll explain it for for the listeners and I'll show you ladies you pucker your lips and you breathe in and then on the exhale it's just like a but it's really it's just like you're fanning um you're like blowing on a on a mirror like just a it's not forced at all so really puckering. And just stay connected with that. Close your eyes. And then keep doing it while I'm talking to you. So breathing in. And so this is a circular breath. So one of the reasons we get turned on when we kiss is because our our lips, or our upper lips, right? They connect to our lower lips. Our, our um, sacral chakra is connected to our throat chakra. And so this literally creates a circular energy from the yoni up. And it goes in a circle. Can you feel your yoni when we're doing that? Yes, yeah. I actually It's do. amazing, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so this will get you deeply connected. And you can do this. You can move your body. And what is lovely is you can do this when you're having sex. I mean, you don't want to be like, <sighs> <laughs> but what I've done is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? doggy I mean, style, you can do it. I mean, you can. Matt's going to be like, what are you doing? Breathing. Just keep doing keep it. Keep doing it. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> but you can still do it non, like really nonchalantly or if you have your arm around your partner and you can just, and it starts to connect you down here again. So That's it brings great. you from here down into your pussy. Does it make sense to also practice it outside of the bedroom connecting with your body oh yes so definitely not just the breathing but <clears throat> testing out um i want to say your intuition that's what keeps coming to mind yeah and when you're self-pleasuring i would say start there and do it there or just when you're driving well maybe not driving <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just somewhere you know yeah. where you're connecting to yourself because it is about yourself it's not it's not about connecting to your partner it's about igniting your own body so that you then can connect to your partner one thing that i wanted to touch on this is sugar i'm uh, 25 now or by the time this episode comes out, I probably will be. No, I, I'm 24, but by the time it does, it'll probably be 25. And 
I grew up in Calabasas, so I literally went to high school with like Kylie Jenner, and she came to a party at my house one time. So the image for me was really like thigh gap, first of all. Like it was all about the thigh gap. I did not have a thigh gap. I was a tennis player, and I'm like, I definitely ate bagels almost every morning. So like I, I, but I was pretty confident until I was sexually active and realized like, oh, I don't have a thigh gap. Like I'm not Kylie Jenner. You know, I'm not Chloe. I'm not this cheerleader girl. And I had a boyfriend. So I was able to kind of get that, oh, I'm worthy. I'm worthy. I'm worthy from there. Um, cause he loved my body, but I still was deeply like ashamed of it. And every morning, like I would just like be like rushing out because I was obsessing over what to wear, what would make me look the thinnest. And reversely, going to college, I ended up falling into eating disorders of throwing up, um, uh, like eating whatever I want and just throwing it up to like having only spinach for a week because there's like a really great party in South Beach. And like I um, and then I'll eat like I'll eat Sunday morning when I'm hungover and eat like one meal a week. That's not spinach. Um, and now I'm married and I completely transformed my body after college. I got into personal training and my body literally transformed, but it went into like almost to the point of like, I love my body so much and now I need even more attention. And it would be, I'd feel uncomfortable going, being in a bathing suit in front of my family and in front of friends and in front of friends, significant others because of how hot, honestly, how hot my body looked. And I was like, all men ashamed of that. Like I have a fucking porn star body with a thigh gap now with big titties and a nice, you know, so, like cellulite free ass, right? Talking about being thin in the right places and the right amount in the right places. And I found myself reversely still being ashamed. That's still that sense of, I don't know what that is. And I'd love to explore that because I find that even though I'm very happy in my body and sexually, I'm way less in my head when I'm having sex because I learn the impact of how that turns my husband off because I'm not loving myself, but there's still the shame and I don't get what that is. Um, and, and I'd love to explore that. Well, what the story tells me is that the shame has nothing to do with your body. It's nothing to do with your body at all. And like, you, we're just putting it, we're just putting it on the body and it's showing up in not thin enough and now it's showing up and I'm I'm bringing so much attention to my body. What I find is is that people come to me because they're binging, they're purging, they hate their body, they're obsessing, they want to get in their body, something sexually and there's always something deeper. You know, like we're yes, we're dealing with like okay, how are you going to, you know, do your food? Right. I mean, I don't talk about that a whole lot with them because there's just too much inner work to do. Right. There. And so I would just invite you, Sugar, to get quiet with yourself and ask that part of you, feel where that shame lives in your body and ask it, what do you need? What are you afraid of? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Right. How can I help you? How can I support you to feel okay? And this, because this is my body. Right. I mean, that's one of the things that I found really helpful is in like on a day to day, moment to moment basis, being like, this is my body. I mean, I used to right. look in the mirror and be like, all right, this is what it is. <laughs> what am I going to do about it? I'm going out. I have my day. 
This is what it looks like, oh. right? It's like, am I going to ruin my whole fucking day because I don't like what I look like? Like, this is just what it is. And it, it in some ways, it's just like, ugh, but it grounded me. It was like, I accepted this is what I look like. And from that acceptance, then we can make choices. Then we can make more grounded choices. But if we're just like, oh, I can't, I just don't, uh, mm, right? It We're not connected we're not grounded in our being and go ahead so earlier you had mentioned something about pleasure and and you have a pleasure plan can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah so we we talked about being disconnected to our bodies and i found that finding pleasure in my body was really key so I mean, this is clit talk, right? So we're talking about (laughs) sexuality, but pleasure is not, I'm not just talking about like that type of pleasure or even just like instant gratification pleasure, talking about the pleasure that literally ignites our intuition. It says yes to this type of food, no to this type of food, yes to this way my body wants to move and exercise, yes to how I'm talking to myself, right? And no to, that's just not serving me. So I I find that there are literally practical tools that we can use to use pleasure in our relationship with our bodies, how we talk to ourselves. And like I mentioned earlier, the whole pain model, because we're, I mean, we are ingrained to, you know, avoid pain. That's the way our brains work, right? So that's just, how we're wired. So we literally have to train ourselves to lean into pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really hearing uh, surrendering to pleasure as a, as a possibility for myself and what you're saying. It's so beautiful. Great. Yeah. And that's really what it is, ladies. I feel like surrender like i did not let go of my fight with my body and food until i finally surrendered mm-hmm. even when i was better for years and years and years i still had that that part of me that was like i was not going to surrender i would not let my give up control over what i looked like and when i finally surrendered and said okay i trust you body I trust you, God. I I have no more fight left. And I literally got my, I, I got a huge piece of my life and my back. I mean, and my body actually went to the body that I was fighting for all that time. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. funny? Yeah, that's how it always works. <laughs> wow. I'm, um, thank you so much for everything. I know that a lot of the points that you shared really made a huge difference for me as I'm sure it did for many of our listeners. We definitely have to have you back. I'm sure all of the girls want individual coaching with you. Yes. <laughs> um, Sounds great. Just for our listeners, where can people find you? Social media, website, if people want to work with you, do you have online programs? What what, what are the best ways for people to con- for our listeners to connect to you? Yeah, find me at loveyourbodyloveyourself.com. You can also check out thepleasureplan.org, which is my group program, which I also lead personally as well 
And, you know, I'm very open to chatting with all of you. You know, send me a message, send me your concerns. You can always hop on the phone and talk. I really am so passionate about women feeling good in their bodies so we can just do the work and the service that we're here to do. Thank you for listening to this episode of Clit Talk, the Pleasure Positive Podcast. If this episode inspired you, please email us and share your story. We'd love to share them on the show anonymously, of course. As always, hit us up on our Instagram at Clit Talk Show. And if you love Clit Talk, please subscribe and share the show with your friends. We love you, Clitorati, and we will see you next Tuesday. And now we have a very special exercise for all of our listeners. Okay, ladies, let's go ahead and close your eyes. Just want you to put one hand on your heart, maybe one hand on your pussy, wherever it feels like it wants to <clears throat> touch your body. And just get in touch with your body. Find your breath. Let your breath find your body and your body find your breath. And just notice how you're feeling. Notice how your body's feeling. And just that, just what we're doing right now, this alone, is a body love exercise moment. Now I want you to find a part of your body that you love, part of your body that you appreciate. Maybe a part of your body that you know is beautiful, maybe a part of your body that always shows up for you. And go ahead and just put your hand on that part of your body. And then just breathe into that part of your body and just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Really giving yourself a moment to adore yourself. Like that appreciation energy, bring a little smile to your face. And internally or out into the space, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then another part of your body that you love and adore. And put your hand there and just feel your hand touching that part of you. And then once again, just bringing in appreciation, connecting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now I want you to put it. Uh, your hand or hands on a part of your body that you do not like, a part of your body that you've had shame about, a part of your body that has pain, whether it's physical pain or hasn't looked the way you wanted it to. I want you to notice how it feels to touch this part of you. And then ask this part of you how it feels. Literally ask how it feels the way you've been treating it. Does it have anything to say to you? What does it want from you? And then just notice if you have any apologies for this part of your body.
Our body has so many messages to share with us. And just breathing into that. And whatever you felt is perfect. And then whenever you're ready, just gently opening your eyes. Pussy. 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 Pussy.